coming to you from Whidbey Island, Washington. This is Stories from Women Who Walk. You'll recognize yourself in these true life stories of adversity, challenge, fear, discovery, adventure, expression, and more from mostly women who are walking their lives while their lives walk them and the lasting difference their journeys have made. I'm your host, Diane Wiska. Welcome back to part two of the podcast interview with my guest, Jeffrey Tan, Pathfinder, Transformation Coach, and Leadership Facilitator, who joined us from his home in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. We were talking about walking our lives, strength, courage, and finding our way when I asked Jeffrey where his name, Pathfinder, came from. Let's hear what he has to say on this, on leadership, parenting children as a single dad under COVID, and more. Pathfinder came from because I understand that's what you call yourself. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Uh, that is that actually came about because uh, I realized that uh, whenever uh, we go on hike hiking trails, I'm always bringing my friends along because I love to introduce my friends to the forest, to Mother Nature, uh, because I think that if people were able to appreciate and love mother nature they would learn to respect it and they will learn mm. to preserve it that was that is my intention that's why I, I i always bring new people new people new people in yeah to experience how wonderful it is uh to to be able to spend that couple of moments that couple of hours in the forest yeah and i've never had anyone complain about it uh so far yeah. Um, and I realized that I was always the one leading the path. Not only leading the path, uh, but I was also the one charting the course for that path. Especially mm. when we go in the mornings and people say, hey, before they start, they tell you they're hungry. <laughs> so Get them going early. Yeah. So I need to know which is the best path to take. Which one will bring you out faster to your breakfast? Yeah. So, so, so I was a pathfinder on the path. Uh, and when I was doing coaching works, when I was doing coaching and facilitation, I then realized, hey, I actually am uh, bringing people onto their path. Uh, you know, highlighting areas where, you know, why not try this? Yeah, and I am actually helping them to find their path. So then I realized, huh, it's pretty apt for it to call myself the pathfinder because I do help people find their paths in life. Whether it's in, in their career, uh, lost in their career, or uh, in their relationships, yeah, uh, life in general. What do you remember about your experience of being shown the path when you were trekking the Annapurna circuit, Nepal? 
What did I remember? Hmm. Uh, you're referring to anything specific? No, I'm just looking for another story. <laughs> What do you remember? Uh, one of the things I, I remember most was the, we were going towards higher elevation and the air was getting thinner. And uh, that's where you get AMS, right? Altitude AMS? Uh, altitude oh, Yeah. Okay. So um, we had to acclimatize. And sometimes uh, acclimatization requires you to go to a higher level for a short time just to get used to the air, the thinner air. Mm -hmm. And then you come mm -hmm. down, right? Okay. So there was this one uh, place where we reach, I think, about 4,000 Uh, 4,000, yeah, 4,000 uh, feet, was it? Oh, I can't remember. But air was thin. We had to go up. And when we went up, it was fine. So sometimes to, to get acclimatized to things like that, uh, what happens is you're kind of like experiencing something different. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So we're mm -hmm. pushing, pushing, our, uh, pushing ourselves uh, to take on challenges. So this is also something I realized for me that uh, in order for us to take uh, on new challenges, we might need to just try it first. Take little steps oh, to try brilliant. it. Yeah, mm -hmm. little steps to try it first. And then once we get used to it, it gets better. It gets easier. Yeah. But throughout that whole journey of 16 days uh, was... We, we went all the way up to this peak called uh, the Toronglah Pass. It's the widest, widest pass, uh, supposedly, in the world. Yeah. And uh, reaching that pass was like a culmination of my, my, my life. I've been mm. working with a company for the last 16 years. And I've been doing the same job Uh, of selling uh, industrial products for the last 25 years. But reaching that peak and coming down was like a new lease of life for me. Aww. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I've reached the highest I can with in my career. And, and it was at that time as well that I decided to quit my job and go on the path of being a trainer and a coach. Yeah. So it has brought me all this way. And now that's a new path for me. So that, that was like an enlightened moment for me. It was like, wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was beautiful. Uh, it was beautiful. And so unexpected. Totally. Oh, uh, did I did I share with you uh, while doing the acclimatization? Uh, I had closure with my mom, my stepmom actually. She she uh, passed away because of cancer. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, she passed away because of cancer a couple of years back. I think it was the three four years before my client. And I always felt empty. I didn't have any closure with her. Yeah, we know mom's gone and she was suffering. We yeah, we need to let her go and, and she went. But I always felt there was something left undone. But it was mm. during that acclimatization, uh, a friend invited me, come, let's go into the temple and let's meditate. 
I'm not a religious mm-hmm. person. Yeah. My mom's Catholic, by the way. So I'm not a religious person. And I went into the temple uh, and I sat cross-legged. I closed my eyes and I tried to meditate. But what I noticed was the moment I closed my eyes, I could just feel my tears just streaming down my face, mm-hmm. nonstop. It nonstop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had a vision. I saw my mm-hmm. mom. I saw my mom. And uh, my mom had the opportunity to see Gaia. Gaia was born uh, before she passed away. So okay. so she, she had the opportunity to be with Gaia. But she didn't have the opportunity to see Gaia's. Right? Uh, and, and my mom loved boys. So I, I saw this vision of her and I said, Hey, mom, uh, you know, I really wish you were still around so that you could see Gaius. You could meet him. Uh, and I know you would love him because he's such a sweet boy and I'm, I'm sure you'd love him. Uh, and, and I said that to her. I saw her. I saw my two kids standing looking up into the clouds and she was uh, a vision of her looking down at them yes. and smiling. Yes, I believe you. Yeah, my, my tears just stream, came on flowing down. My friends were worried. They're like, are you okay? Are you okay? What's happened to you? They <laughs> <laughs> oh. said, I don't know what happened. It just happened. <laughs> so a Catholic mom uh, a free thinker like me in a Buddhist temple. Yeah. So you see, there goes. So. <laughs> As Rumi reminds us, there are many ways to kneel and kiss the ground. Uh-huh. And in your stories here, you are demonstrating that the importance of being in the outdoors. Uh, a mountain trekking expedition that reveals more to you about where you're going, where you've been, what might be next, an opportunity to greet the soul of someone who has passed on. I mean, there is so much magic in these stories. Uh, Other people might find a different word, divine or whatever, but There is such richness of life experiences that you're sharing with us here. And I I thank you for dipping deep into that treasure trove of life stories and pulling a few up to share. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It is magic. It it is magical. And I and I and all my trips have been magical. And I've realized that. In some ways or other, it shows me about the life that I have been going through. And it also shows me um, the life's challenges are kind of like climbing a mountain. Mm-hmm. The obstacles yep. that we have. And if you can climb a mountain, um, you can take on life just as well. What three What three tips yeah. might you have to offer to people who are curious about testing themselves, acclimatizing themselves, as you say, in the outdoors, but something is holding them back. What three tips might you offer to them to give some encouragement? Oh, 
Oh, okay. <laughs> what three tips? Number one, get a pair of boots. <laughs> get a pair of boots. Good, decent boots. <laughs> yeah, decent boots. Because uh, if you, the moment you spend uh, six, seven hundred, well, it's here, it's ringgit, so it's probably about two, three hundred dollars. Yeah, uh, on a pair of boots, uh, you want to make sure you use them. Right? So get a good pair of boots. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will give you motivation to take your first step. Right? <laughs> number two, number two, um, if you want uh, an adventure, I think uh, nothing like getting into the forest or climbing a mountain can give you more of. Yeah? And... Uh, not only you get adventure, uh, it's also like what you always say, it's magical. It is magic. Yeah, it is magic. And uh, the third thing, the third thing is the moment you step into a forest, the moment I stepped into a forest, I began to appreciate life a lot more. The simple mm-hmm. little things in life, just like drinking water. Yeah. You go into a forest, if you can't find a river, trust me, you will value your water so much more. You will have an appreciation for water like none other. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. because we're so yeah. used to just turning on the faucet and there you go. Yeah, yes. but when you're walking, you're carrying a lot of that stuff with you Mm -hmm. and it adds to the weight of what you're carrying but it is life-giving like like children are Uh, you Mm -hmm. mentioned uh in the story about your stepmom that uh the names of your daughter gaia and your little son gaius and i understand that during the time of covid you have been helping to parent them and they have also been teaching you i'm curious um how have these uh little humans helped you during covid what have they taught you during this time wow i think one of one of the biggest things is uh this little this they uh these little people uh they are wiser than you think <laughs> you know, uh, oftentimes uh, adults think they know better, mm. but uh, try having a conversation with your child. Um, I don't get to see my daughter so often. You know, mm. I get to see her once a week, uh, once a week. And uh, during the uh, pandemic, uh, when we were under lockdown, sometimes it could be weeks or even months before I get to see her. Mm. So when I when I see her, uh, sometimes I I do notice that uh, uh, she can be quiet sometimes or that, that she's in certain moods and I ask her about things. And when I ask her, uh, she will tell me and I said, hey, why are you feeling sad? Uh, she says, yeah, I'm sad because uh, I miss you. I say, yeah, I yeah. miss you too. I miss you too. Uh, but mommy and daddy are, you know, we 
we we couldn't get along we we couldn't uh fix whatever we we were we were uh, messed about and uh that's why we are apart you know and so you know i'm really sorry because uh i couldn't i couldn't keep uh mommy and daddy's relationship together mm. and she mm. looked at me and she says it's okay daddy it's okay and uh i'm like wow to have my daughter at that point she was what uh uh eight, eight years old mm-hmm. telling me it's okay mm-hmm. uh, what a, i don't know how to express it whether it's relief whether it's being proud i i don't know how to explain that but i felt something yeah many times and and also uh i'm i'm pretty open with her yeah i and i'm i'm one parent i think i i'm sure a lot of parents do that but uh what i do is if i'm if i've done something wrong i would tell her so and i would apologize mm-hmm. to her mm-hmm. and sometimes like uh, hey you know what uh, she wanted something oh yeah she wanted something and i say hey you know what uh, daddy's sorry that he can't can't afford to buy that for you now uh, is it okay if we we wait a little longer when when jobs come in daddy will get it for you i say yeah mm-hmm. it's okay yeah it's okay daddy and 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 even up to now when i want to buy things and i say hey uh what do you want to eat uh i want to eat that oh but no let's not eat that that's very expensive i said it's okay i have the money and uh you know what if you like that we'll buy that no daddy it's too expensive can we buy something cheaper you know she's thinking ahead and she's only what nine years old this year and uh something you know how messed up mom and dad is or was uh i'm just glad that uh we focus on bringing that up as best we can and uh i must say they turn out pretty pretty good so far <laughs> and well, i'm proud having met them, them. <laughs> having yeah. met them but not in person on zoom i would have to say you're absolutely right because they're both <laughs> Um, articulate and funny and engaging. They're just real solid little humans. So yes, yes, you have been through the mill and are showing them both. This doesn't have to be the end of the world. We'll figure our way out of here. And by telling them uh, about when you, you know, you mess up, you fess up. I think that's addressing their humanity. You're, you're recognizing that, that they are real humans and that it is important to say, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. I'll fix it. Um, I'll do better in the future. How are you doing? What can we do together? And all of those moments go together, knit together to raise a solid child who's, who's brought into, who's brought into the world. Well, so, Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. With, with that, um, what, what tips? I'm sure that there are our parents 
even though yeah. COVID seems to be lightening a bit, uh, yeah. there are parents who are still struggling to raise children because these times are trying. What might you offer to them to give a little hope or encouragement as they go forward? Oh, um, well, listen to your children. Number one, listen to your children. Uh, they do not fuss up or, or, or scream and yell for no reason at all. Uh, it is to get your attention. Learn to listen for what it is that they are, they want. Yeah. Uh, they, they will express it the only way they know how. Perhaps throwing a tantrum, perhaps uh, uh, being stubborn over something. You know, uh, just listen to them and hear what they have to say. Uh, that that's that's one uh, not easy for a lot of parents. Not easy. Well, adults basically not easy mm. for a lot of adults. <laughs> I would say parents. I would say adults. Adults. Yeah. Mm. And uh, and two. I think uh, what I've come to realize is it's not about showering them with gifts. It is about showering them with your time. Time, which I find that. Uh, well, to me, it's a lot more precious than for a lot of people because I, I don't get to see them as much. But, uh, and I'm not one to want to bring them to uh, the parks, uh, you know, like those... those uh, oh, theme parks? Yeah, theme parks and all that. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun for kids, definitely. But I, I prefer to be engaging with them. I prefer to be washing cars together with them. Uh, we were not allowed to <laughs> swim. Yeah, we were not allowed to swim uh, because of COVID. The pool was closed. And oh, yeah. It was so hot. And uh, I'm like, hey, our girl, would you like to go wash daddy's car? Yeah, sure. Why not? And, and both of them... Uh, came along and just just went and washed the car we had a great time uh yeah. and i had to pay them off because i had to pay the 20 <laughs> ringgit for that yeah it's because your car is too big it's taller than mommy's car so you gotta pay ten dollars more so I said, <laughs> but we had fun you we had mm -hmm. fun uh and uh you know and I think uh, a lot of parents think it's not cool to 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 get down and dirty and you know just play in the, the mud whatever and get yourselves dirty uh, because you're an adult. Big deal. <laughs> so yeah, uh, just do that stuff with them because they grow up too fast, right? Yeah. Um, and I think the third thing would be uh don't be afraid to be silly with them telling mm. silly stories uh yeah making up stories uh i you know when they when they come over to stay with me they we will all sleep together in, in one bed and uh you know they will make up stories and uh, all sorts of funny our own fairy tales and we would oh, add whatever uh yeah so it's very impromptu thingy so yeah, I, I think when you when you engage your your child like that, uh, you begin to understand them better. And what has also happened is, they are also more sensitive to what I go through. You know, um, to 
two uh, moments that I would like to share with you is this. Uh, there was a time, there was this day that she asked me to play a video game with her. And I was playing and I was so exhausted and I, I kind of like dozed off. Uh, and I said, uh, sorry, sorry, dear. Uh, you know, sorry, Zion. That is a little bit tired and, you know, it, it, I'm sorry if I dozed off. And all she said was that, it's okay, daddy. I understand. Yeah, that was one moment. And the other moment was uh, when I broke up with my uh, uh, this relationship I had. And I asked her, how do you feel about that? Because I, I'm kind of like very conscious, you know, I, daddy and mommy separated, uh, you know, got divorced. That, that was painful for her as well. Uh, but when... Um, my girlfriend and I split up. I asked her, and she said, uh, I, I said, are you okay? She says, yeah, I'm okay. Uh, I said, uh, you know, the girlfriend has to go go back to her home. Uh, so, are you okay? She says, yeah, I'm okay. Uh, but I'm worried. I said, what are you worried about? I'm worried about you, daddy. I said, what, uh, what is that to worry about? I'm, I'm worried that you might be lonely. What if, oh. yeah, what if, what if you wake up one day and you turn and you started to talk to someone and no one's there and she's thinking about me, you know, uh, I, I can only credit that to us being, uh, so well connected, I would say, uh, you know, we are engaging each other every time, uh, I don't hide things from her. I don't hide things from, from my two kids. We, we, I try to be as open as I can with them. That helps. So as we sit here today, my day beginning, your day coming to a close, what do you hope will come about because your story is out in the world? Wow. I, um, what would come about? I would hope... My wish uh, for everyone out there is that uh, no matter how challenging life is, you can always pick yourself up. You can always pick yourself up. And if you find that at that one moment, you do not have the strength to get up, get someone to help you. Do not be afraid to ask. Get someone to help you. All you need is that one lift and you'll be on your way. And I hope that uh, my stories, uh, my life stories are able to inspire people uh, to go out there, get an adventure of a life. To me, life is an adventure. Yeah, whether it be, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, the divorce is the divorce. Yeah, it's uh, oh, it's sad that it didn't work out. Yeah, mm -hmm. but it's not the end of the world. Mm -mm. Yeah, and no, it... always know your kids understand you more than you know, more than you think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> Before I say. Thank you to Jeffrey. I want to mention that all social media links 
and connections to stay in touch with him and explore Rise, the workshop will be posted in these episode notes. Please make sure you drop by, check it out. And if you're on LinkedIn, you might want to follow Jeffrey and his wonderful uh, videotaping that he posts every day. I want to say now thank you very much, Jeffrey, for walking along with us and sharing your story of how a man learned to find his own way to rewrite his own story and now serves as a pathfinder for others who are lost or worn out or have slipped off the path for a time. Well, uh, I want to say thank you very much, uh, Diane, for, you You know, uh, you have inspired me the, the very first moment I, I I visited your your postings. Uh, <laughs> I just love the stories you tell. And uh, wow, it's really a pleasure to, to have had this opportunity to meet up with you. Uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you how excited I was to meet up with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm delighted we had this opportunity to get to know each other a little bit better. And I think it's very fitting that I close out the year of guest interviews by talking with a gentleman. Um, I opened <laughs> it up with my brother-in-law. And so I think it's beautiful to have two men bookending this, this year. So thank you. Thank you very much and every good wish to you. And I'm hoping that I'll end up seeing you on the big silver screen. And then maybe <laughs> one day, one day I will yeah. uh, get to walk those jungles with you. Oh, yes, I would love that. I would love that totally. Thank you so much once again. My pleasure. journey. Thank you for listening to part two of this episode of Stories from Women Who Walk with your host, Diane Wisga, and my guest, Jeffrey Tan, Pathfinder, Transformation Coach, and Leadership Facilitator who joined us from his home in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. We hope you found delight, motivation, inspiration, and transformation all right here, right now. You're also invited to check out over 500 episodes of this podcast, Stories from Women Who Walk, found on Simplecast, your favorite podcast platform, including Android, and my website, Quartermoon Story Arts. This is the place to thrive together. Come for the stories, stay for the magic. And speaking of magic, I hope you'll subscribe, follow, share a nice shout out, on your social media or podcast channel of choice and join us next time. You will have wonderful company as we walk our lives together. <laughs>